Zwei, danke, Jere. Dat, um, dat jy saam met ons is, dat, dat jy invite us to tonight. That you planned for all of us to be here tonight. I want to ask you, Father, that you put a guard in front of my mouth and that the words that I speak is the ones that come from your heart. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. I need to check that prayed in English for the first time, huh? <laughs> right. Anyway, um, welcome everybody and happy Mother's Day to the moms to be. And to the yeah, to the moms to be. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> right, I want to start by saying um, when I share the word for two days. My mind races back to 1989. <laughs> it was my final year in high school, and uh, the tradition dictated that we had to celebrate um, the start of our final 40 days at school. Um, and because our predecessors stuck up really in the past, um, our location and our celebrations had to be kept secret. Um, because the 40 day celebration was outlawed in our school. So at 1800, sorry about that. Is it okay? Alright. So at 1800 hours, we all met at the Congo Roadhouse. And, uh, and we were two classes that pitched up, which I was, I was surprised. I didn't think they would even come. And it put a huge smile on my face. And our final destination was not our local Whitfield Dam. No, no. We get to Kelsey people. We can't go to Benoni Lake. <laughs> All right. So uh, as we got there, we hit the drives, and uh, we picked the champagne bottles. And man, it was an awesome night. A lot of people um, got too little rifles and drank too much tippies and coke. But... Uh, I remember that night having a deep conversation with a guy I actually knew since grade 8, but um, wow, I just took that out. What a wise guy this is, and how could I have missed him for the last five years? And I also remembered um, another guy, which was highly respected with all the parents, slipping his hand onto my bed after far too many toots. And I was just thinking, what do I do with you? If you take your hand any further, you will go back. And then I also remember Barry, one of my favorite friends. He's known me since 1978. He was sitting far away from us on the grass, you know, um, with his hands in his hair, crying like a, like a baby and agonizing and saying, I've lost my keys, I've lost my keys. And only my best friend since 1980, a lady who won't, you know, uh, at school, consoling and saying, don't worry, we'll find your keys. And just, by the way, the next morning, 6 o'clock, with a big bottle of he goes back to the lake. They found him in the middle of the world, his car was standing there. It was a miracle for that type of area we lived in. But anyway, but most of all I remember that at the end of that night we all stood in a huge circle holding each other and we, and we celebrated and it's something that we weren't caught up and no one preached on us. And it was amazing. It was a camaraderie feeling. 
and um, they dawned on me that what he used for 12 years was just coming to an end. And I was wondering, what is everybody going to do after this year? You know, it, it, it's a frightening thought, but it's a life-changing adventure to tackle. It was only years later that I realized the significance of the 40 days. Um, you know, and why our family that always preached on high level diet, you know, condemned, you know, partying and alcohol consumption on the 40 days. Because 40 is quite a significant number in the Bible. In fact, it's mentioned 146 times in the Bible. Some of the most memorable things that involved 40 was, you read it in Genesis 7, you know, where Noah, it was the big flood. And for 40 days they were on the ark, it was raining. In Exodus 16, they talked about the Israelites eating manna, was the, the food that came down from heaven for them every day for 40 years, obviously alluring to the fact that you know, they were in the desert for 40 years, which should have taken them two weeks, by the way, but it took them 40 years. In Numbers 13, um, they sent out the spies to the land of Canaan, and they were in the land of Canaan to check out you know, what the promised land held in for them, and it was for 40 days that they were there. The, the most memorable 40 days um, that was spoken about in Matthew 4, Luke 4, and, and Mark 1 was when um, Jesus was led into the desert, and for 40 days he didn't eat, and he was tempted by the devil. So 40 is a massive thing, and, and um, you could say 40 symbolizes a, 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 a period of trial or, or tribulation. But, you know, I'm going to take it one step further. And, you know, it would rather say that there's a relationship for me between 40 and the fulfillment of a promise. That makes more sense to me, 40 and the fulfillment of a promise. So the 40 I'm going to get to tonight is what happened in this week. Exactly 40 days after Easter, it always happens on a Thursday, globally on Thursday night, on Thursday the 5th of May, we celebrated the ascension of Jesus. And um, before, you know, before I read it out of the Bible, I'm going to read out of Luke 24. Before we read there, I just want to say something. I don't think we make enough of the ascension anymore. Um, I can pick what it's about when I was young, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I just feel we don't give it enough credit. And I think we always give too much credit to birthdays, you know, people's birthdays. You know, we always like write it up, it's his birthday, we must celebrate that, and so forth. But if you think of it, it's actually not that significant. I mean, the day you were born, you accomplished absolutely nothing, <laughs> you know, butterfly, slap on the bum in your first poop, you know, if you can say that. So, uh, you know, and if you think about it, the only person at his birth that accomplished something was Jesus because it was written about him long before he was born. So, today I want to suggest a different approach. Um, we should begin to celebrate, but I mean really celebrate Ascension Day. It was a magnificent event. If you think of it, Magnificent. Um, and the birth date um, of significant persons which marks the culmination of their achievements should rather be celebrated. Achievements should rather be celebrated. 
That is why we should go big on Ascension Day. Let's do something like, you know, NASA with the launch of a spaceship with a lift off. It is, you know, it is do something like that. And I, I wonder if we must rather change, you know, the word blessing on or the death of someone to celebrating the fulfillment of promised day. I think we must rename someone's death day to the fulfillment of promise. So um, so let's read about this momentous occasion. It's in June 24. And I really want you to take the Bible if you've got an app. Because my words are fallible, but if you if you actually see the words on paper or on your app, it sinks in. Um, so it's Luke 24, and it's from verse 50. It's actually the last three paragraphs of Luke. And in these little Bibles, it's on page 906. All right, verse 50. Then Jesus looked into Bethany, and lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. So they worshipped him and then returned to Jerusalem filled with great joy. And they spent all of their time in, in the temple praising God. Luke 24, from verse 50 to 53. Amazing words. And think about it, guys. This was an amazing moment. Imagine if you stood there. So, obviously, when I prepared for this, I liked pictures, and I thought, man, I must get a picture of a scene, you know, Jesus going into the cloud, and I was busy googling images. And I wasn't satisfied with the images that I got. And then I remembered an image that popped up in my mind, and it actually comes out of this Bible. And I just want to read to you what it says in the front of the Bible. It says, To Dennis the Clark from Dan and Mom, the 2nd of Jan, 1974. So this is my brother's fifth birthday present. And uh, I wonder if you can put up that picture for me. And this is the picture that has been cemented in my brain since the day I knew about this book. And uh, why this picture is so significant to me is when I was about 11 years old in Sunday school, Tani Aniki said to us, next week you must bring something that reminds you of the ascension. And my mom, she's, she was quite angry. She copied this picture on A3 with color pencils, and I was fascinated by the yellows and the blues and how Jesus' cloak looked like. Um, so, and the clouds, it was, and that's why it was actually burnt into my brain. And that is why I climbed up and crawled into my attic to find this Bible because I wanted this specific picture. So while I was sitting and turning pages in this book, I knew I had to bring it today, specifically for one, for the ascension, and secondly because it reminded me of my mom. And it's quite appropriate today on Mother's Day. And, um, and it's always a funny time for me because this week it, uh, we, uh, it was my mom's anniversary um, 18 years ago she passed away. And it's always, you know, passing away is always in the time of Mother's Day. So it's, a, a, it's, it's always a funny time for me of the year. But then I'm going to go back to the words we read now in Luke 24 that caught my eyes. Specifically verse 50 and 51 it said he blessed them and while blessing them he ascended. And 
Mary said that my mom plays girls she left behind. That was my first thought. Now my mom wasn't walking down, you don't know her at all. Um, but her name was kind of lovely. Uh, she, she didn't like us calling her mom, like to be lovely. Um, a female, kind of funny, they called their wives lovely. And then my mom came along lovely, so it was a bit, you know. But um, she made beautiful clothes. She could make the most amazing clothes. And she was one of the ladies working at my high school. She was one of those aunties in the office, you know, the office ladies. And um, I remember countless evenings she was, you know, sitting in front of the sewing machine or the, the knitting machine, making sports, you know, uniforms for the school kids. And she was also the, the lady to whom the kids ran when they were in trouble. When they forgot their homework at, at home, she would literally give a car to them. They would quickly drive home. This is Boxburg people. They would quickly drive home, check their homework, and come back. In the 80s, it was massive to, you know, put highlights in your hair. My mom was the champion of putting streaks in your hair, so the kids came to our house to do that very frequently. And uh, she was also a first lady. My, my brother's friends would call when they were in trouble. Um, and she was also a lady that coached the kids at netball and, you know, and appropriately so, her name was Tony Lovey. And I remember when she died, my, my, my thought was, they mustn't forget this lady. She, she mustn't be forgotten. And um, I don't, I did something on December the 25th last year that I don't do much. I don't post much on Facebook. But I thought this time, and I put a picture up of my mom, and I just reminisced on a, on a story how she brought my brother and I. And the reaction was mind-blowing. Francois, if you can put the second slide on. That's my mom. And um, starts out blah, blah, blah. But there were 113 likes. I didn't even know I had so many friends on Facebook. And there were 45 comments. And most of these likes and comments came from the kids that knew her from high school and teachers. The first comment you can see, he was one of my brother's friends. You can see he says there she was the best lady and she, and she loved her children. Um, at least one day she played netball um, with me. She just says awesome. And then Daniel was the lady in, in, in my standard. And she said they are very special memories, those, those um, jerseys, jerseys uh, she made for us as gymnasts, um, with each person's name on, she was awesome. And it kept on going like this, and I was blown away. 18 years later, they still remembered my mom, and, and the thought came back to me that she was not forgotten. And it, you know, it warmed my heart. So my question to you today is, if you had to celebrate your passing, would you, like Jesus or even my mom, be remembered for blessing people you left behind? Thanks, Francia, you can take that off. So my question to you is, what will our legacy be the day we ascend? And you know legacies can be positive or it can be frighteningly negative.
and dark. Because remember, people that went before you, they influenced, their legacies influenced you. And you influence against the legacy of people that come behind you. So your actions and your decisions shape your legacy. So who around you is within your influence? The best example we have is when we look at Jesus. Now, he had two distinctive relational contexts around him whom he influenced. Three things. He had the crowds, he had the twelve, and he had the close three. If you think of his example, those three contexts around him. So if you think of the crowd, there were thousands of people that followed him. Three things. He had the crowds, he had the twelve, and he had the close three. If you think of his example, those three contexts around him. So if you think of the crowd, there were thousands of people that followed him and listened to him, and he was influential. And if you think in the modern days, your crowds are on your Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter platforms. Hundreds maybe, thousands, I don't know. How are you influencing your crowds? Are your posts actually making them think better? Are you improving them as a person? Are you helping them to build their legacy? Or are they unfolding you as quickly as possible because you are a moaner of note? You know, you are moaning about this and you are just, what are you eating today? I don't want to know that you post that picture of a cappuccino and everything like that. How are you influencing your crowd? Secondly, the 12 people that Jesus traveled with, he obviously had more influence on them because they were with him day in and day out. So he obviously made more time for them. He spoke to them. He gave them more insight into the Father's heart. Who's your 12 people that you travel with day in and day out? Is it your friends? Is it your family? Or is it your work colleagues? And how are you influencing them? Are you making time for them? Are you just chasing through life? And then thirdly, the three closed people of Jesus, when something significant happened, he always drew them closer and they prayed with him. Or, you know, they were always close to him. Who's your three closest people? They say actually at the end of the life, if you can count your closest friends on one hand, it's a lot. But do you make specific time for these three close people? Let's just say the close people in your life. Do you make specific time? You plan the time with them. And with that, they influence you as well and you influence them. So it is, it is extremely important, guys to know that you've got a legacy going and you've got a circle of influence but what are you doing about it? And I believe if you think of your circle of influence in the same categories as Jesus approached his you will understand and witness your influence. 
will look at that golden rule is save many but invest in a few crowd 12 3 very important but furthermore and if you look at verse 53 it said they they were continually in the temple celebrating with praise and at this point I wanted to say I believe strongly that funerals are extremely dull and sad in our culture and I want to suggest something instead of getting a pastor who reminds us not to be sad that Johnny's passing um, and that he's gone on to a better life rather ask Johnny's best friends his three closest friends to share stories about Johnny and how Johnny changed them now that is living out verse 53 that is continually celebrating with praise so rename a funeral day to the fulfillment of promises and set up the day that there's continued praise on how you were touched by this person so lastly I want to ask you very seriously tonight when will you start taking your legacy serious you're not too young start taking your legacy serious who will you have influenced and blessed when you finally pass on and furthermore with the people you leave behind continually celebrate and praise your life let's pray together Lord Jesus thank you so much that this week we we could celebrate a magnificent event Lord the day that you visibly went to heaven and ascended and the clouds closed you closed onto you thank you Lord that that you teach us about legacy and about influence and Lord that um, if we take that seriously we can touch people's lives and be your hands and your feet thank you Lord for example thank you that you loved us first because of that Lord we can sit here and know we are loved and therefore we can love others I want to pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, guys. There's more coffee. Enjoy. If machines become our hands, and then our feet become the wheels, and then the wheels become the cars.